News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now the HSE is appealing to people to consider all options before going to a hospital this week. It's predicting it'll be one of the busiest ever periods experienced by the hospital service. Uh, Damien McCallion, Chief Operations Officer with the HSE. The winter plan isn't working, Damien, is it? Well, what we're experiencing at the moment are particularly high levels of respiratory illness in terms of COVID, flu and RSV. And we've never had that before. We have over 700 patients in hospital with COVID and 700 patients with flu. And, and those numbers are continuing to rise. I suppose our plan was based on a number of elements. Firstly, it was bringing in capacity over recent years, 1,000 beds, 2,000 staff in the community to assist with hospital avoidance, additional diagnostics, a quarter of a million uh, the second leg of the plan then was around particular investments this winter, 168 million around staffing, additional community beds, home care, ambulance services, and extending the hours in our injury units. And the last leg, which is where we are now, Shane, is in terms of what we call our escalation measures. So these are things like using the private hospitals, additional sessions when run by GPs, and also then in terms of um, prioritising the urgent and emergency work. We knew this would be unprecedented this year. Uh, and every effort was made to, to plan for that. And we have to work through these couple of weeks. We know this is going to be a difficult period yeah. as the flu is still to hit its peak. Uh, and that's the reason we're making that plea to people in relation to okay. all uh, options. Uh, and tell us, what, and we'll, we'll drill down into some of those things in a little bit, but just let, let's get this message out there. What, what exactly is your message to, to people this morning? So given the high levels of respiratory illness, what we're saying, the first option for people is undertheweather.ie gives people good information if they have symptoms to stay at home and not spread any viruses and respiratory illnesses that are there. Secondly, then in terms of using pharmacy or general practice, Thirdly, our local injury units, which are working very well and are seeing huge surge in attendances also, but have capacity in terms of minor injuries and so on. And lastly, if someone has an emergency requirement, they should, of course, go to an emergency department or call an ambulance. Okay, important to stress that, that people who are very seriously ill, they should not not go to hospital in that scenario. Indeed, we're very clear on that, that if someone has an urgent emergency need, they should attend the final point I would make, Shendin, is also in relation to the public health advice that's there from our Chief Medical and Chief Clinical Officer of the HSE, and that is around it's not too late for people still to be vaccinated. We know that we've had good uptake on the flu, less so on COVID, particularly those in vulnerable groups and elderly people and healthcare workers. So we're still encouraging people to come forward, a wide range of options available, because that can still support us over the coming months in terms of giving people the immunity, and in particular for those perhaps who are around uh, people who are immunocompromised or elderly in terms of preventing okay. them from catching those illnesses. Sound advice. Uh, and look, there is no doubt, uh, there is, as you say, a, a sort of a perfect storm uh, with the various illnesses that are that are circulating. And yet, certain hospitals seem to be doing a lot better than others. I'm, I'm thinking of Waterford Regional Hospital and Beaumont Hospital. That suggests that other hospitals, and by extension, the HSE, is not managing this well enough. I mean, it's true that some hospitals are faring better than others. There's a range of factors there in terms of capacity within the hospital, the uh, local community in terms of availability of home care, private hospital nearby proximity in terms of availability. Better management? Well, of course, operational management is really important. And what we do is we look at hospitals like Waterford and Beaumont and Tullamore is also performing well this year. And we look at taking people together and taking the learning from those and transferring it to other sites. So we recently, before Christmas, took all of our hospital leads together around um, urgent and emergency care and worked through some of the learning from those sites. But each hospital 
is quite unique. A city hospital, for example, would be very different to a hospital in rural Ireland in terms of community, in terms of home care, in terms of the level of consultant cover and yeah, so on. Yeah, but so not, not a huge difference. There. Not a huge difference, for example, between, say, Waterford Regional Hospital and Limerick Hospital, I would imagine. And yet, chalk and cheese in terms of their performance. Uh, the population catchments would be much larger in Limerick uh, than there is in Waterford. But I mean, I guess our, our key point here is we look at the learning from sites that are working and some of our hospitals have indeed done very well. And that involves a whole system response within those regions. And we then take that and try and apply it to other areas. There are obviously constraints in, in different locations and in different hospitals, different pressures. You've mentioned there, there are, for example, more Model 2 hospitals in Limerick, but they would have much higher attendances to deal with in terms yeah. of the emergency departments as well. But, the, but you say we take the learnings, but it isn't working. I mean, we had, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, 593 people waiting for admission to hospital yesterday. I mean, that is yeah. an extraordinary figure. And what we're seeing at the moment is in terms of those three illnesses together is an unprecedented demand and also very high admission rates. So it isn't just the attendances, Shane. What we're seeing is much higher admission rates. And for example, those patients admitted with COVID will typically stay twice as long as an average equivalent patient in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And that puts huge pressure on the system. Okay, no, very difficult. Very difficult. But I mean, for example, how, what are the level of de- delayed discharges? Do you, do you have a figure for that currently? So those have reduced. They would have been hitting a peak of over 650 uh, and through some of the measures in the winter, that's come down to around 500. A key thing there, Shane, isn't the, the number itself is important, of course, but it's really ensuring that continues to move every day. And that's our challenge. So a lot of the capacity we've also put into our system as we've hit peaks like we have at the moment is also been utilised heavily. And that can then slow down discharge. I know this is hugely it's a hugely complex issue and I don't want to be too simplistic about it but I can't help but draw the comparison you've around 500 delayed discharges and you've 593 waiting for admission that seems to be a real failing and if that could be addressed that would surely help the situation it, it, it does indeed and that's why we focus on that not just in the winter but, but all focus, year in terms uh, but of David, trying the focus to isn't working that's my point uh, well, the number of people who come on and off that list, those aren't the same people every day. So if, I, if I'm on that list as a delayed patient today and I move, for example, to a rehab bed, I may be in that rehabilitation bed for 5, 10, 15 days. So the key thing for us is to maintain movement. It's not the same people that are necessarily there every day. It's really important for us to generate that movement. So the community capacity is just as important. And that's why we're making a lot of investment in that in recent years and indeed additional investment through the winter to try and support that. Yeah. But the levels of pressure we're seeing at the moment are unprecedented in terms of the three illnesses at the same time and the demand that that's placing on our system, not just in the How long do you expect that demand peak. to last for, Damien? We don't believe we're at the peak, Shane, at the moment in terms of the public health projections would show that we're on the upper end in terms of our pessimistic modelling, uh, in terms of the scenarios, but also that we've still got some way to go over the coming weeks to deal with that. So we certainly are going to see a very difficult period in January and our hospital staff are working really hard to try and make it as easy as possible for patients as indeed are all our staff and our community and our ambulance service. Uh, just before I let you go, uh, Damien, uh, a report in the Irish Times today uh, from Paul Cullen uh, saying the processing of cervical check samples in Ireland has recommenced uh, more than a year after that cyber attack knocked out the only Irish lab working for the screening program. For the screening program, um, a small number of samples processed at this new facility in the Coombe. When can we expect that that uh, that lab to be fully operational and uh, all of the uh, samples uh, to be done there? Yes, yeah, so this is one of the commitments, Shane, we made way back early on in the cervical check 
responses as a result of Dr. Scanny's report to develop a new national screening laboratory at the Coombe. And it's good to see that is now open. It will be a gradual process. Laboratories have a gradual take-on process around accreditation and numbers. So we'll gradually grow in terms of staff over the coming year in terms of increasing the number of samples being processed through that laboratory. But we will always, for resilience purposes, again, one of the learning is ensure that we have two laboratories so that in the event there's any issue, our cervical screening program can continue to function. But it's certainly an important milestone to see that new facility now open and there's a ramp-up plan being gradually developed safely in order to deal with samples as part of the cervical screening programme. Damien McCallion, Chief Operations Officer with the HSE. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.